0: You already know everything they could teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, 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 already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that, in fact, it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them, can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and i just wanted to let you know that vagina talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one so feel free to chime in as we go along without further ado today's episode Hi, darlings. Welcome back to Vagina Talk. Sophia Wiseman here, and I am in the grass again on a blanket again with my darling friend, Leah Moon, again. And it's not been long since last we recorded, just a a matter of days. And yet, what a full moon, what a journey, what a medicine gathering that the New England Women's Herbal Conference is, and what a medicine journey being of service is contributing and and working and running around and talking to people and playing games and all of that traveling driving a car up and back didn't get getting sick in a car up and back not me just for the record but uh, I feel really blessed by that but you know hey anything could happen any day I was uh, not allergic to poison ivy for a really long time in my life and then one summer that changed so never know how the things go Yeah, I'm here again, and the journey continues. We're going to take a little, we're going to kind of continue this micro, micro, macro, looking really close at just kind of what's at hand, what's at hand at the moment. One of the things that I want to say is kind of coming back to this full moon place, and it almost makes me a little dizzy, like sliding in, sliding in from the side of me, of what birthing a new earth birthing a new paradigm giving birth to this n- this new world healing like what does it really look like and feel like and so much of what we're doing right now is that exact thing like whatever that looks like you can stop asking that question and just look around at our lives because it's happening and it looks like a lot of sensation and a lot of shifting and a lot of transition 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 this is a transition year at the conference, which has been going for 30, this is a 31st year of it. This year was also a total shift, total shift of people running it, and it was it was different. There's there's this nuance of difference happening, and I'm pr- pretty certain that that's true for you right now. So I wanted to just take a moment and acknowledge that and give thanks to the differentness that's happening in your life, happening in my life, and and say yeah, 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 yeah. So. Do you want me to just talk, or do you want us? Is there something in particular you want to... Me? Yeah.
1: Sure. Oh. Uh, well, yes, I want you to talk about the thing about how sparkly everyone is <laughs> in medicine land, and agreements, and containers, and... Yeah, it's like romantic, medicine, polyamory, monogamy, agreements, spaces, choices, changing, Mm -hmm. reality, Mm -hmm. right relationships, stuff about the training ground, and (laughs) how that helped me this year, and the people appear, all the pinging, let's
0: translate that. We're to talk about the pinging of people appearing. Okay. okay great. Great for opening. Okay. So a couple of things. I don't we going to talk about a couple of things? I laid back down. I la- <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> you know, what? and uh, if you're driving, keep driving, but maybe you know, if you're listening, you also can lay back down. Maybe lay, lay back down. So what I hear in that kind of list of things, right, is this notion of how do we navigate deep intimacy With boundaries and integrity in the different relationships that we have and we're creating. Yeah. Okay? So the first thing we do is that we recognize or make a choice or come into contemplation and explore our willingness to have that and want that. Okay? Because... It's a choice. Our culture, the one, I, I can't even say that anymore. It's like not my culture. Our That's how culture. I feel all the time. A culture. Our culture. The, you know, the, the a, I don't even want to say dominant. The shifting, the culture we're shifting, the space that we're coming out of right now. But I just want to acknowledge that there is this kind of way of being in which intimacy is reserved for limited. We're talking super, super limited. You're allowed to have a, a monogamous partner. You're allowed to have a parent or a sibling. Some people are allowed to have a bestie. Like, most most women or, like, kind of that notion of, like, woman can have, like, a bestie. and uh, Like your girls. Like your girls. Or, like, yeah, like, you know, but even, like, even the, that, even that so it's, like, it's like, d- right, bestie. like your bestie that you tell everything to. And then, maybe. Um, maybe. And then, um you know, and sometimes, like, the boys get their boys, mm-hmm. and then, like, that's a place that's, like, you know, secret space that, like, may or may not happen where they may or may not talk about feelings on purpose or by accident, right? It's, like, even as we talk about it, we're, like, who wants that life? Probably not most just, of us listening, but some do. of us, or they do, like, right, and some yeah, people, and make so, that wrong. so, so, and children, and children, and even with children, there's a lot of question about, like, kind of how much vulnerability or how much intimacy or how much are you supposed to have a relationship of yourself as a human with the child, are you just supposed to know the child well, but the child doesn't get to know you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm glad that you said like we don't need to make that wrong because it's not wrong. What I can say is that for a lot of people, it's lonely and unsatisfying and confusing because they're doing all the right things, but they it's not it's not it doesn't feel good. It's not working. So, but it is exactly the reason I brought it up is like and it's a choice to do something different. Because if you're going to look at starting to have multiple intimate relationships with other adults, especially if you're in a predominantly straight um, heterosexual zone or culture, um, or if you're in particular queer cultures, people can get all attached about who you're allowed to be friends with across gender lines. I'm only friends with men. I'm only friends with women. I'm only friends with queers. I'm only friends with... So to be able... Like, how willing are you to expand whatever limiting boundaries around who you're allowed to... Um, be close with, and who's supposed to be kind of a little bit more like a distant social space, and so just the idea of making a decision around: do you want to have intimacy, or admitting that you you go into intimacy in, in different places? Go ahead. Yeah,
1: and the and the and 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 and, and the being friends with people that you've. Had had the intimacy with in the past like exes or past lovers and things like that and that hearing you talk about in queer spaces and in straight spaces I think predominantly there's different yeses and nos around that that I've heard also there's
0: blah 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 blah, blah, blah. right that they're like inside these um, kind of subcultures right there are there are rules or uh, of engagement or expectations 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 of, of how to navigate and so the first step is I don't have the answer to this, right? The first step is like, do you do you want? And if you and then if you do, then the conversation continues. So we're going to kind of continue going down that realm, because a lot of other people too, they they love their work, they they do intimate, very intimate work. For instance, therapists have a lot of intimacy, and to varying degrees of one-way intimacy or a little bit of sharing here and there in, in therapeutic ways, but then. You know, kind of keep it that and then kind of have this kind of, you know, much kind of separate private life. And then you have like really big families or really big communities that are sharing a lot of time and space, sharing a lot of secrets, sharing. A, so it was not, you know, not really having secrets in that space or in that in that way of navigating all of those things. There's lots of different models out there in terms of how to be in community and in, in relationship. And and one of the things that I wanna say that's really useful is that one of the things that religion has carried, or it's like I say it's like the medicine has been like stashed away and like hidden in all these places, like in BDSM and in church groups, right? That you can find these practices, um, and it's I mean, hidden or not hidden, but it's been continued or passed down in different aspects have been continued or passed down in different spaces. Um one of the things that a lot of um, intimate or, like, commu- like community-building, community spaces have is this work. Where- here, lift your head up. You got an ant going. Okay. The flying ants are really here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ants have been a serious friend of mine this weekend, actually. They've oh, been really coming in. And I always think about when I've sat with ants before, the, the diligence, the, like, just work work, 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 do your work, do your work, do your work, um, um, work of the weekend. Wow. Wow. Acronym. (laughs) Wow. Work of the weekend. Uh, so yeah, that, that ant, ant magic happening. So I bring this up to say, it's not a mystery how you create intimacy with people, right? Like you create intimacy by having rules of engagement, people showing up and being vulnerable and exposing themselves. Like, that's what it is. And uh, and, ye- and, and yet, what, one of the things that happens with intimacy and vulnerability is the more people do that, the more you get this the whole of a cosmos. And it gets less and less neat a lot of the time. Um, it's one of the things that I, I really appreciate if we kind of go... So, uh, it's like kind of how do we wander into this? It's like the, the romantic realm... And the the medicine realm. I was saying this to you this morning. this, I've been really sitting with this notion of uh, <laughs> Leah asked me this morning. I said, "Oh, I've been thinking about this this person. I was thinking about going and seeing this person." She's like, "Oh, the one that you want to have you want to want to have sex with." And I was like, "Ah, I mean, my I'm in this place of sorting like attraction, like what it is to have an attraction to someone, and was it to want to have sex with them? Because those are." I don't, I don't think I'm the only one in saying that those are like, in the most obvious way, very different things. You can have an attraction to something and someone and, um, um, or a thing, right. An event or an experience or something to be attracted to it and not want to like, fuck it. Right. To like go to, go all the way to town and, and, and honing and getting more and more connected, like into my desire and into that nuance. And I think that's kind of where I want to go in this, in terms of how do we navigate those things um, with integrity. And one of those things is we get closer and more intimate with ourselves and knowing the what it is that we're wanting, like what it is that we're really wanting. And then we make relationship agreements that make space for the things that we want in our life to be done in a way that has integrity, right? So it's like it's kind of it's kind of all this like confusing. I don't know. It gets messy. It's like, is it that messy though? Like, is it that messy? It's really messy when we don't know what we want, deny that we want it, make agreements that make getting that a problem, and then steal it. Mm-hmm. That's really messy, you know. Um, you know, I talk about stealing time, stealing attention, stealing money from ourselves or from our relationships or from you know other things like that question or comment? Yeah, I wanted
1: to say I I said the person you want to sleep with not have sex with and I just had that thought too of like the intimacy of sleeping in a bed with someone cuddling with someone sharing food, doing eye contact, traveling, there's all these other things beyond the sex and like the term of sex so I heard you say that I said oh the person you want to have sex with And so that just, it pinged for me to be able to say, oh, I said sleep with, and I did mean sex, and I said sleep with. And I think about that all the time, like, in the training ground, I've had so many moments where I'm like, this is, like, high-level intimacy. (laughs) Is this intact with my agreements? And I look around, and I check in with myself, and I think, yeah, it's totally with my agreements. And, like, I'm really into intimacy. That's the main thing I'm into, both with the person I'm in a monogamous sex romance lover life doing stuff relationship with and the other people who i'm engaged with intimacy is the thing i'm most excited about so i that just feels like an expanding long sentence of paragraph of sentences to say also
0: well what i really appreciate about that is it talks a lot of the things that you're talking about i think are body-based intimacy so i often lead with like emotional intimacy and that's like a that kind of like a I've always said that it's like, uh, I just had so many feelings come up. (laughs) I just had so many feelings come up. I was so paranoid about being emotionally cheated on. That was like something that really scared me for a really long time of just being like, you like them more, you love them more, Uh. you know more about them, you care more about them. Like you don't Uh. really care about, like all Uh, of that. I think
1: that's my obsession when the people I date are still friends with. Like have relationship with the people that they've dated in the past. I think Drew endlessly telling me to make art about, which we are right now, willing to have this conversation that's recorded, etc. And all the drawings and paintings and videos, etc. In my life, which is art. And that's my f- fear also. Is like, is please keep talking. <laughs> Serve the people, Sophia. Help us. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So like emotional intimacy, it's like a big, it's a big thing. It's a big need of mine. It's a big gift of mine. Um, Right. Like we teach what we need. Like we give the medicine. We're best equipped to give, equipped, equipped. (laughs) I'm so well equipped. Um, We're we're, we're best equipped to give the medicine that we've taken, that we know that we need ourselves. Like the reason I uh, have so much to say. And have so much uh, experience, real lived experience around emotional intimacy, is because I, I have, I'm the whole way I'm constructed is to like just be in it. Like I just am wired. That kind of vulnerability of like exposure is just like people like you're so brave, and I'm like, yeah, I can't really help it. (laughs) Just you know, like just sharing yourself, and I'm like, I just literally am wired this way, and, um, and 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 that's a gift. Now, (laughs) it was a gift then. It didn't always feel like a gift. But um, in in my really painful struggle times where I I was giving all this emotional intimacy and not always receiving it back. And a lot of what I did in this, like, taking on lovers, um, especially in my, like, teen years and 20s, like, taking on lovers who needed to, who, in that, like, counterbalance piece, of like teaching people how to have emotional intimacy, like me leading that charge and like partnering with people and like needing that. That was where we went on that. Um, so so there's emotional intimacy, the sharing, the vulnerability, the secret carrying, like, tell, like when you like tell something to someone else and then you come back and, and somebody else walks in the room and the conversation stops, right? And it's like, well, what were you talking about? It's like, well, I don't really want to talk about that with you. Like that kind of like privacy or intimacy is that okay? And and what I'm coming into now is just like a whole lot of fuck yes, it's okay. Like we're just allowed... I'm, I'm, I've am I'm granted myself permission to have the conversations that I want to have, the vulnerable expressions and intimacies, with the people I want to have it with and not others. And that just because I've agreed to have it with one person in this way doesn't mean they get access to every everything. Which is kind of a continuation where we're talking about... The last time we were talking in terms of like, just because I've decided that I need to put a lock on the door or I'm shutting the door and I want them to knock before they walk in, doesn't mean that like, we may not even share a bed or want to live together. Like, you know, there's just so, there's so many ways of doing that. And, and that's one of the things that in, 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 in a lot of conversations around polyamory is this notion of like, we're an intimate, we are intimate sexual beings, period, and we are having intimate sexual relationships, transparently or non-transparently, with everyone we're in relationship with. That that's already happening. And and some of the radical behavior around that is to be transparent about that. To just be transparent about the relationship that's already taking place. Um, and that when there's a lot of rules about not, or, or, or containment about how much you even just time, you only spend 45 minutes with someone or you meet them for coffee for two hours at a coffee shop. There are are ways that you can make constraints like outside that just kind of keep it in this casual zone. Maybe you hold eye contact for a little bit longer, or maybe there's a hand brush by, or maybe there's a flirting comment and then you walk away. And that's like, and it was like fun. And that was an exchange. That's one way to navigate relationships. And if you want to be in these like deep kind of, Extended intimate spaces where we're hanging out in someone's living room, and we're hanging out for six hours, and we share one meal, and then we sh- talk and share a cup of tea, and then we play a game, and then we eat dinner, and then we like put on a TV show that we end up muting because we're too busy having a conversation. Like, you know, then the rule of like, well, we're not going to make out now, or we're not going to sit here and stare into each other's eyes and weep, you know. Although now I live my, I do that in the coffee shop on the regs now. Um, you know, so I'm like, am I making any sense right now? So, <laughs> so that's, a, that's, that's, which goes into this next part of it, which I was going to say, which is a lot of things that you listed to me are like body based intimacy, intimacy pieces in terms of like, sh- again, it's like, it's like it's not a hard line, right? Like they're not separate bodies. They're all, we're all in the same thing, but sharing a bed, mm-hmm. holding hands, mm-hmm. uh, petting a leg, mm-hmm. touching someone's face. Mm-hmm. Um, Extended eye contact or eye contact with physical touch, Mm. right? Mm. I kind of want to explore here a little bit. Let's see what comes through. Talking about intimacy as an what that vibration, what that kind of energy signature, subtle body um, (sighs) space that we're talking about. And I think what I'm really talking about when I talk about all of these different things is when we allow our own little biosphere our own little cosmos that is constantly in interaction when you allow it to blend a little bit mm-hmm. with another person however that happens when you allow your your kind of your whole beingness to just kind of mix mm. with somebody else's beingness which is um, in the like spiritual healing work, that I do um that we do is is part of the way that it's done that like I link in with someone where they are in that intimate space in that empathetic space where I tap in meet them where they are and then it's 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 essentially like an energetic hand holding that says I kind of can lead the way as an expansion
1: mm-hmm.
0: of expanding so that when they hit an edge if we think about it like a contraction and an expan- expansion of self okay i connect with their self in the size and shape that they are and then i breathe with them and walk with them to have the courage and capacity to expand their self bigger and i do that by being connected yeah and saying like yeah i'm with you i'm still with you like I have an, I, you know, that notion of staying present, not abandoning ship, not dissociating. Like I'm still with you. You can tell me the story. You can feel this feeling. You can have this sensation going through your body. I'm here. You can be here. More of yourself can be here. More of, there's more space for you, more space for you, more space for you, more space for you, more space for you. Right. And so it's by going into that space of like this, this divine connection, which is, You know, and that's why it's like, not me. Like, it's like, I'm not doing that. I'm just joining. We're joining in this process that then is bigger than both of us, which is this ability to expand ourselves into more of ourselves, which is to expand ourselves more into the divine, which is to allow more of the divine to take up space in our, in our construction. So if that's what intimacy is, and I'm talking about in like a session space, right? And then we can think about that, those really deep conversations where we get in this space and we feel like there isn't this distance between two people. There's this closeness between two people. Um, And then the notion is the integrity or the rules or the agreements that we make about A, how you experience that closeness. How do you open that door? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And B, what do you do inside once that door is open?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so much, like, a lot of, everything you're saying is helpful and you, so thank you, great job. And, one, what comes up is, like, oh, this, like, these like, veils of confusion, they're very thin, and nothing's actually really confusing, to this, like, compulsion of whatever a person wants to call it, like, fear, the opponent, the shadow, disease, whatever, limiting ideas, to, like, have a, like put things in categories and label them of like, this is what polyamory or monogamy is. This is what being like queer or straight is. This is what there's two genders, which there aren't. There's so many more like these binary things that, um, like are helpful to some people like time as a tool and can be really, um, constricting and challenging. I think it's coming up to more of those of like, just letting them float out the window and when they're tools and helpful great and when they are contributing to not breathing and congestion um, like bye and so also thinking, remembering and wanting you to say more about what it is to steal from like steal intimacy if we're not getting Uh our correct dosage and you've talked to me about that as I've talked about being sober from drugs and alcohol and stealing pleasure in the past and Like, experiences with pornography and stealing, sexuality in those spaces. And then this morning I was reading about prosperity and money and spirituality and tithing. And if we're not giving 10% of our income away, like, it does just kind of get stolen. Like, it'll go somewhere. Look at your financial records. It will get taken in other weird ways if we're um, not giving 10% to where we get our spiritual food from. Like, if, if we're not giving what we need it will get stolen and taken and not be satisfying and this opposite way of the diagram that I'm you talk about a lot because it's helpful to talk about a lot because we learn what we need to teach and teach what we're learning of the funnel of if we want to greatly receive we greatly give and I imagine that connects to what you're going to say about intimacy and not stealing lying or cheating Okay, that's my rampage question <laughs> of the moment. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like a lot of laughter <laughs> happening, the trees are chirping <sighs> across the way. Hmm, I'm holding a crystal orb and my teddy bear. <laughs> laying at your feet.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) so the, uh, I'm going to go with the teddy bear. So, um, I'm gonna talk about littles. We're, a lot of us are in the process of repairing, um, just this just this experience is, I mean, our planet has been through so much trauma and abuse and, and, uh, and incarnation is full of imperfection. And so in our vitality of youth, in our vulnerability of youth, in our innocence of youth, when when really we're designed to have everything done perfectly for us... Uh, and to just be taken care of and do all these things and to give us boundaries when we need them and let us run and fall when we don't Uh, and then we're actually like we have like a real experience of like whatever it is you know where we like when we when we (laughs) when our bodies could have benefited from running and falling people are protecting us and keeping us safe and when we could have used some space to cry and we people are protecting us and wanting to make us feel better and when people want us to um, you know really express feeling and fall apart we've you know whatever. It's just like all these expectations. Um, and that's, and that's not even including the experiences of, of neglect that we have. And so one of the major tools, it has lots of words that comes up in lots of lineages and teaching, which is doing this healing work of, of tending our, our inner children or, um, littles. And it's what I call littles. And actually Kim Fleischer is the birth of the littles term. When we first, uh, were falling in love and I would have these moments I'd be telling a story or a feeling would come up my whole face would change and if you have the gift of, of sharing space with people you know what this is like in these intimate spaces where it's like this tender childlike presence or energy comes through and and especially if there's like trauma space and it's this it's it's the little and she used to say oh you're little I see your are little and so Sophia's little, and Kim's little, and then this was just like my favorite term to how I refer to um, our inner child, or our littles, little Sophia. And um, I started to work with one of my stuffed animals as a... And I, well, so I did this a number of times, kind of organically over the years, even before I called it my little. Um, which was that when I needed care, a kind of intimacy and care and a knowing, even as a, a, in my 20s as a young adult, I would... Uh, take this teddy bear and and carry it around and hold it because it was comforting to me. And I gave myself permission to do the things that were comforting to me even if I was quote unquote too old for it. Well, enough of that. I needed it and that's what it was. I extended that practice to consciously having these conversations with my innocent, uh, vulnerable, vital, creative, darling aspect of myself. And so uh, a number of years ago now oh my gosh I don't know six or eight years ago somewhere in there <laughs> recently uh, I uh, had this doll that I would really intentionally have these conversations with and and this is where role-playing and playfulness um, really comes in hand because there's an aspect of our, our 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 brain our creativity our self that when we move into a space and don't take ourselves so seriously activates this, Uh, when we get into our creative self, it activates our creative self, right? It's, there's this way in which I could navigate my own, uh, tender vulnerability with a more creative approach because I was doing it in a playful way. And it was so effective that it just dashed darn near left. So I, uh, so this little, and it's a practice that I've shared with many people. And so you know, And people have taken it in different ways. They have lots of littles or they have one little and things. So this notion of, of having having a bear and, and tending is is kind of a perfect step of like one of the ways that we can... Um, oh, this is what it is. We, we can consciously say, I'm feeling tender, I'm feeling vulnerable, I'm feeling like I need extra affection. And we can pull out our little or we can pull out our bear, or we can pull out our binky and like and have something, and hold it, and cultivate that vibration, that experience, that energy, that space, those hormones in our body, we can have that, we can need that, and then we can do it, activate it through our actions, and then have that. And when we do that, we're way less likely to emotionally fall apart and have a tantrum, and have our um, lovers need to take care of and anticipate every one of our needs, which is the most common thing that i see um happening is that we transfer the needs that we had on our parents whether they could do that or not do it whether we had parents or whether we didn't have parents or whether we had parents and they were awesome whether their parents were terrible um maybe awesome parents people that came through really solid parenting navigate this in a different way but that um that when we need that kind of caretaking, we go to someone outside us. And if we don't do it consciously and intentionally, we steal it. And stealing happens with manipulation. Stealing happens with um, procrastination.
1: Yeah, I want to say that people-pleasing is also
0: manipulation. That's like... Right, like what is, is manipulation? Yeah, and so... Say that. Right. So, that. so, so that when we really need care for ourselves, what we, this is very common, what will often be, especially like people whose coping mechanisms have been people-pleasing, which just to kind of slow us down and remember our gifts often become the, th- one of our tap roots that we cope with.
1: Assets run riot.
0: Assets run riot. So this, um, so this way of, um, if we're really good at reading other people's like energy and, and being able to anticipate needs. And if we're naturally really loving and, and connecting and, and that's a really strong suit and we're bright in that way, very often that turns into over caregiving and people pleasing. And so that when we need to be taken care of, what that can look like is, um, Taking care, so instead of falling apart and getting our partner to take care of us, we just take care of them, and take care of them, and take care of them, and take care of of ourselves even less. That it can happen in this opposite direction, Um, and that that's, um, and that what would happen for me is that I would, uh, when I used when it was really run riot, I would take care of everybody else, um, and feel so good about myself, and get all my points about being right and valuable and loved and liked, um, until I was so empty because I was, had not been taking care of myself and only let the care that was coming to me, only let it in a little bit, um, that I would then completely fall apart and could not take care of myself and could not take care of anyone else. And for me that often would come in some sort of illness, um, and also just weeping same, which is same, same same, same mental illness, um, and illness (laughs) just, (laughs) I would just fall apart and then I would be unavailable. And it was, it was, it was the, um, and I, a few years ago as this was really coming together for me, recognizing that it was like, you know, what, what is it in your life that makes you feel like you're off the hook Mm. that you don't need to, you know, it's like, Oh, what a relief I'm off the hook. And, um, and if you know that and you don't consciously create that experience, um, Of feeling off the hook Then you'll do whatever you need to do To get off the hook Even earn earn lots of points So that you've earned your right To not be responsible for other people For a day or two days I've earned this I've done so much keeping track I did this 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 So you can't ask me for anything today Is like this aggressive Assertive way of doing it Or I did this and this and this And this and this and this And I just can't today Right Like Okay been there done that Right And uh And and really do my best to not do that, you know, to let every day be the day and the moment be the moment of I've done this, I need this, I want this, I don't want to do this, you know, as opposed to this keeping score, keeping track. You want to say something?
1: No, I'm just tying a bow with scarves on my head.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) So... That, yeah, so stealing, stealing intimacy, and, and stealing, you talked about porn. Well, you were saying yeah. the
1: different ways that we do it, and I took you on a manipulation, people-pleasing tangent, right? and then you were saying another one is procrastination, just tying it all up, making ours like, whatever we can feel, do to feel off the hook, that's something we could reach for, which I was... Telling you, I was feeling earlier today. I was like, I'm gonna get caught for having too much fun. Like, what are we doing? Somebody's gonna catch me. Like too prosperous and fun and beautiful over here. So that feeling of like in the past, yeah, that could go to like I could only like lounge town if I was very ill. But then I couldn't make any art or be with my friends. I Don't have to live like that
0: anymore. I've got to steal. Yeah. And what I just want to say also, like, and then because I'm not stealing from myself, I just have it and I give it. And this is a very real piece, which is that now I'm responsible for all this energy and time and money and focus that's available to me.
1: Yeah. Where are you going to put it? Right. Where are you going to go?
0: Right. I'm choosing. And that is a responsibility. That's a kind of adulting and taking responsibility, especially when you've been wired to do it on other people's terms. You know, I don't know wired. It feels like I don't know programmed. Whatever, like that. You know that process of doing that. That was really scary for me. I was scared to make. Was I was scared to make more money. I was scared to be independent and healthy, because then I wouldn't have anything to blame when I said no mm. to people or invitations. Um, you know, it was uh, the first time I said no to going and doing Christmas the way that we had always done Christmas. I did that shit so ungracefully you know like and I did I blamed it on being sick you know and it was such a wreck of an experience that I was like I don't want to do it like that anymore and I just remember over actually my marriage was really good at teaching us how to do that because we would have these conversations and we would really support each other in that or just like you know you don't have to go to this family thing it's your life do you want to go oh I do want to go okay well then let's go and let's go on time Instead of feeling conflicted about going and then running late um, because we're avoiding going and and facing something or running late because you haven't taken care of the needs because it takes more to show. And this is like, I feel like at least I know somebody listening right now. This is very real for you. Going home, quote unquote, going to see your family in any capacity, whatever that is, that takes extra from you to be, takes extra bandwidth to be with them means you probably need extra prep to get there so if it usually takes you 45 minutes or an hour to get out of the house and you plan that but then you find yourself when you go to get out of the house you're always running late it's probably because you may not just be procrastinating but you actually as you go to go out the door realize you needed you need more care before you go to show up to that thing and that's what i mean by stealing time or stealing care for yourself which is like you're like oh i was not going to shower I was just going to get dressed and go. But then you wake up and there's this inner knowing that's like, I got to shower before I go there. I got to take a minute. I got to clear my mind. I don't want to go there hungry. I got to eat a snack. We're not going to eat for three hours when I get there. It's good, And that that kind, you know, so then you're going out the door, but then, oh, I, I remember this. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I didn't get a card. Oh, I didn't do this. Because it takes more effort to show up to it. And so if you're not in the practice of knowing what kind of effort is required for yourself, to be able to look to the future and see something and say, oh, that's going to require a little bit more of me and then give yourself permission to give yourself more to go do that, then either you don't do it and then you show up to this thing a mess, either on time without the things you wanted or late with or without the things you wanted um, or, uh, or manifest getting sick so you're off the hook or the options go on and on of how you then steal The, the care, um, you know, or it's like, uh, you know, or go into an addiction, right? Of just being like, oh, I just gonna, I'm just gonna smoke a cigarette outside for 10 minutes because you don't know how to just go outside for 10 minutes and say, I'm just gonna, where are you going? Oh, I'm just gonna take a walk around the block. We're all hanging out. I know I'll be back. Right. Asking one person, come take a walk with me outside. It's a different way of navigating, you know? And, uh, and like I was saying like that, like the way that, uh, Kim and I would encourage that kind of permission to say, "Well, you don't have to do that," or "What do you need?" or "Do you need something to be ready?" Um, the kind of care that we offered each other, I think, helped hone and the reflection, like watching the behaviors that were similar between us, being like, "Oh, I do that too. Oh, I can watch. I'm watching it now. And I, oh, I know what's happening. I can do this differently." And um, and just giving myself permission to need as much care as I need, and then get as much care as I need and to, to be responsible to doing that. I was talking about this. This I was talking about, here's your funnel connection. I was talking about, uh, this notion that, you know, one. there's lots of ways that we burn out, but kind of two images to pull to mind is that, you know, either we're taking in a ton and we're not letting it out. And so we're just full up. And it's just like, everybody's tap to that feeling that you may be carrying right now. The part of you that's just fucking full up that like cannot take any more. And so then you start not taking any more because you're, because you're full up and you're not letting any of it out. Um, and one, for those of us that are, um, client based or, um, uh, like, a, like, a, like freelancing kind of stuff. I used to do this. I would get like full up with clients and then I would demanifest getting any more clients which was a problem for me at that time because I did it the way that it was designed was a problem. I would get full up, and then I I couldn't even handle booking a clients out for two weeks, and so I'd get to two weeks later and I'd have no clients booked. <laughs> you know, and it was like oh, and then I, but then I, and then I had all that time that I needed to empty out all that stuff that I had gathered, and then I would have all the space, and then more clients would come. I was getting perfectly taken care of with the skills and the setup that I had at the time. So that's one way you get full up, and then you can't take any more because you're not letting any of it out. And that looks like a funnel with, you know, a funnel with the wide top at the bottom and the little at the bottom. The other way that we get really burned out is we give and giving, 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 give giving, give giving, give, 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 and we don't let any in. We don't let it in. Now we can have both these funnels happening at the same time. We can be really good at taking in other people's shit. And not letting it go while being not particularly skilled at taking in support or the resources that we need while giving away uh, those resources um, to, our, to, to, to whatever um, in, in a disproportionate way. Now, the temptation is to look at the arrows in the image of the, or the flow that's coming in and out. But this is not my recommendation. This is not what I would I would say is the best to do. What I would say, actually, what I say and what I look to is to look at the shape of, um, of yourself. Because the funnel is determining what it can take and what it can let go of. If you take the time and energy to make your shape, the way of being, the way in which you receive and give, be more like a hose. So if you take those two funnels... <laughs> And you, ex- if you're, if you're, if you're the thing, if you're, if you connect to the space in which you, that takes in, but doesn't let go, then getting into this body based, especially from you looking into the places in which, when you connect to those aspects, where you get tight in your body, where you get tight in your thinking, where you, excuse me, where you hold your breath and make and expand that and let go, then you have changed shape. And now what's coming in is flowing out. The other thing that's happening in this process is that which comes to us and through us is different. And especially as medicine callers, especially as uh, people who are on this planet, on purpose, came here on purpose, came here on purpose, I know you came here on purpose. Okay, as people who came here on purpose, you are alchemizing, transmuting, healing, changing, shifting that which is coming to you and going out of you. Especially if that we're talking about other people's shit, which is empathy or energy that we're taking in or experiences or stories that we're taking them in, and a lot of the time we don't let them go until we've digested them and what we're putting out into the world is in better shape than what came to us. That we're like a vibrational, we're like a like a like a like a mixer. so like an input comes in and then we like tune up or at least we want to and i also want to say you can you can hone that ability to be that um so that what comes out of you is in even better vibrational shape than what came in uh sometimes even just by expanded permission in space not even kind of a doing well that's that's like that's like that's that's a deep dive for me to go into that which is like how we do that but what i'll like say part of how we do that is actually less about manipulating that which is coming to us so much as giving it lots of space for it to return to its its optimal um, divine frequency so when we change that shape in our own self that which comes in does the process of changing and goes out and that The, my ability or commitment to sustainability has to be a commitment to me maintaining my shape as this sacred hose and noticing if I'm turning myself into a funnel, if I'm refusing to allow support or if I'm refusing to let go of my own tension and burdens, you know, which isn't to say that all the stuff that we take in isn't as other people's because it's not, We, we generate tons of trash, Inside our own self that we need to eliminate. We do that, you know, even when we're properly fed. We eat the food and then we shit. So, like, we need to be doing that. It's not. It's not a sign of failure that we're eliminating. It's not a sign of wrongdoing or wrong intaking or wrong creative process if we have things to get rid of or a need to let go. Just like it's not a sign of uh, of being ill prepared or wrong or constructed inappropriately if you need anything, whatever it is that you need to allow and to be, to take in. And that this, the kind of faith anchor of this is that if I make myself, if I allow myself to be in the shape, my natural shape of receiving and passing through, then more comes in and more goes out. I don't have to make more come in. It's the, the universe is constantly putting everything out constantly it's there's so much coming to us way more than even in our expanded hose can possibly handle and so we make the expanded hose plenty and more more than enough is coming through and when we expand that in that constant hose more than enough is going out and then we're in this we're in this flow. I don't know I want to talk about porn Do you want to say something?
1: yeah working with you last almost five years has helped me with that helped me with the giving and the receiving and the presence and having more tolerance for satisfying intimacy and learning what it's like to not steal it and get my needs actually met and how to take care of myself and have discernment about who I seek help and communion with and the experience so I've done one-on-one well, I've done lots of different work with you. I've, like, had the, like, smaller body work. Not smaller, but, like, welcoming sessions. I've done pelvic floor work with you and in intensives. I've done the training ground and spent an enormous amount of time together. I've done my master teacher training with you over the times. And now I'm apprenticing with you through this year with the training ground's in all the places across the United States, etc. And right now we're in Rhode Island and have an address in Philadelphia. And who knows what the day holds, <laughs> etc. So So, like, all that's just been working. Like, the, thanks so much is kind of my comment at this point of, wow, life's real different than it was five years ago mm-hmm. when I wanted to die and had, like, had such different tools to, like, try to get my needs met. Yeah. didn't even know that what my needs were. And just what a different life now. Uh, so I have just give some words to that whenever it's possible to. I really liked what you said earlier about um, just the, like, time is a tool, which I like saying, and the clock. And just how we, like, the clocks can, and time, uh, you know, can... Really trap us. Uh, they tell us when to eat. They tell us when to sleep. They tell us when to pray, and that we get to eat when it's time when we're hungry. It's time to eat. We sleep when we're tired. We wake when we're rested, and we pray when we're supposed to. So learning how to communicate and say the things when it's time, and really, the like nugget of what I'm trying to say is like so much of what I've learned from my all my teachers and classmates and classrooms over this time and enormously so with you Sophia is around is the intimacy piece of staying which all comes to staying in my body and oh. breathing and it, like the the only job my only job is to have an open heart and giving up my blocks to an open heart each day and allowing love to come through at all times and then noticing a block and being present to that And walking through that with myself and spirit and whatever tools or teachers there are in that moment. And so then any person who comes past me is generally having an intimacy. I'm having an intimacy experience with them because I'm really here. So it's been so ratcheted
0: up. And I know you want to talk about porn. Well, no, I I really, what I want to talk about, which we'll talk about porn, was what, thank you. (laughs) for your work and your dedication and showing up to assignment after assignment, Uh, you know, works if you work it, work it, you're worth it. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that you just talked about is that, and you made mention earlier, which connect to the porn piece maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll get there, uh, which is our ability to stay present with, with pleasure and what feels good. And that a lot of us have a hard time staying present with, uh, and need to cultivate our ability to stay present with rage, shame, grief, uh, embarrassment, um, sadness. Those they're tough, you know. they they can be really tough to stay in our body with, and um, and it's really important work. And at the same time, it can be really, really challenging for us to stay present in our body at and it's like i think about it in like a high velocity kind of way like 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 real strong experiences that are that that break past our little systems of control right especially when we've created systems of control to survive or to navigate or be in control of ourselves or our circumstances um that when we go, when we start to have an emotional experience that is overriding or, or has the potential to override our little control system, right? That staying present and either just letting the emotion take over or shutting the emotion off entirely and just going into some controlling autopilot. And neither of those are satisfying. Um, Yes. And so, so One of the things I want to say about pleasure or feeling, feeling good, I throw it to Mindy Lou here, which is, uh, there is no law of bad, only the law of good. And the law of good is the law of God. And when you want to feel good, you want to feel God. And so she said this to me for a minute. This kept, kept coming in, in her like medicine channels for me. And I was just like, a long time. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, cool, cool, cool. And then one day I was like, click. I was like, Oh, I get it. Like the creative life force that is birthing the eternity of always and every day of all the things beyond time and space is this vibrational creative force. That's what it is. There is no law of not creative force. It is non-existence and then existence. There is the birthing existence. And so the birthing existence, when we want to feel the birthing existence when we want to feel good, when we want to feel alive, when we want to feel connected, we want to feel the creative life force flowing through and, and as. And yet, when that happens, it is an ego obliteration. Love, being in love, being in the creative force takes us past our limitations which means it takes us past our identity notions it takes us past who we think we are and so we often most of us many of us have ways in which we let a feeling come up to an edge and then when it starts to go past that edge uh, we don't know how to stay present with going past our edges or, you know, what it is. So, what is it to stay present in my body and aware while I feel those edges of who I am moving past? Because what happens in that moment is the truth reveals, which is that I'm not that. I am a limitless, radiant force having an adventure in human form. And in these times and spaces and experiences, the visceral experience reveals that. The notion of what I was and who I am, I'm beyond, I am beyond that. I am that. I am not this little thing. I am all of that. And so, so we can both avoid that or we can get addicted to it or we can, um, get very controlling around it or like, like, a like it, I don't want to say we, like, like we can get addicted to the pursuit Uh, like running after the high that can come from that, you know, which is its own, it's its own thing to navigate, which when we're, which, what often happens when people are then going, going, trying to get it from the same place as opposed to, or, um, or as yeah, like, which is different than keep showing up to what is happening, which will be taking you to the edges of your experience. And one is a looking back at that, what that experience was and wanting it again. And the other is showing up to what's available now and staying present with while the edges dissolve and we expand past those limitations. Um, and that that pleasure um, is a wonderful and a glorious thing and it's a gift of, of evolution. And what I just want to say about that is that um, we also can use things that will send us out of our body that can activate a dissociative state. And that plenty of people use sex or porn as a way to get themselves out or pain to get themselves out of their body, to activate a dissociation, to activate an, uh, it's like a, when people don't know how to go into a trance state, they don't know how to take a journey and leave the weight of the human body behind. Then, then we look for things that will send us out of our body, um, to get a break and that that's not a problem and it may not be efficient and it may not be satisfying over time, but it's a, it's a it works yeah. to a degree. Well. Or it might be, I mean, it's like the,
1: the I don't know, have that feeling of like, whatever works, you know, whatever works and you can do something else.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, Taking yeah. the good bad out of it. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, it's, it's right. It's so, so, Right. Here's, here's what I'm getting at, which is like... Yes, clarify. Great. Plenty of people don't have a need or a desire mm-hmm. to be in conscious relationship with when they're leaving their body or not. That, yes. Most that's Plenty of people don't want it. A lot, many people may, in my very judgmental opinion, may need it. Um, but w- w- when I say that, I think a lot of people don't necessarily don't know that they want it or don't know that it's possible. Um, and that it's one of those things where a lot of, well, a lot of us as humans don't know that that will help remedy the ails that are appear to be unrelated to that. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what that is of just being like the kind of like it's it, in, it, in and of itself is not a problem. It's a great thing. It's like, like, and it's a great thing to know that like you can do that. You can just like, Boosh, and like, if you can do, have the thing that's, have, that to me, that's just like, that's having a conscious relationship with it.
1: I just, I think, thanks for saying that. Yes. And I think, and yeah, it's not everyone's journey. I think it's a lot of people. I think if you're listening to this podcast, it's your journey right. to be engaged in this and to lift the judgment of this isn't everyone's journey. Right. It doesn't, that doesn't need to be a problem. No, it doesn't need to. Be, and it, it doesn't need to be everybody's to journey.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, am um, it's, it's, you know, it's just, a, it's like, it's a personal bias of mine, which is that it's not, it's not really like a more, like if you like really, like, is it my job to know or control? No. And it's like my, like, my like fist in the air. Like the time is now, like everybody on board, like all what else are we doing? Like, okay, fine. You know, when the truth, and then it's like, if I actually let myself go to the edge of that, I then join you, which is just that same place of being like, come on, this is the top, like the planet. You're not going to have a planet. And like, and then I'm like, Oh, that's not a problem for you, which means it's not.
1: Well, I'm interrupting to say like, and then you come back and it's like, okay, what's going on in your body? What's going on with your sexuality? What's going on with your spiritual practice today? And like bringing it out from the macro into the micro into your world and letting it be the attraction of whoever wants to sit with you and learn about that does and that's how it transmutes instead of like looking to the outside and the judge of like your planet's going to explode why don't you care about that so coming in and being like what's going on with your vulva pain like where's your little right now like are you tired do you need body work I like what's going on with my vulva what's up with my little do I need body work like what's going on in my brain are there blocks to love here in this heart
0: So a bunch of things are going through my head one is like I'm proud of you good job <laughs> two is um, fundamentally yes of course like of course and like how is my volvo my vol feels great today do I need body work yes I do how's my little she's tired Um and happy She's like sleepy happy. Um, and the third is like, it's this piece of, it's like, I, I don't know if it's just an edge.
1: there is this edge of like the stuff I don't want to look at like when I get really upset about what really is happening in the world because a lot of what I do is like not looking at what is so upsetting and like focusing on what's happening in my inner world and taking care and being mindful of my thoughts and stuff and then like the willingness to look at the abuse and grief and systemic and racism and patriarchy and uh, assault and pollution and complete shadow that's happening in the world it's like the both and yeah I think that that's the both and does that feel resonant to your
0: long pause yeah Yeah, absolutely. What I was going to say was like, and that part of like, like you're like interrupting me, like turn and go towards your center. And that wasn't being like, great, let me go to my center. That's not my problem. And like, like, not like that's not my problem. Like just reality check people. That's definitely my problem. Sometimes I definitely need to U-turn and come back to me. That's like, not the thing I'm just saying. Like, and my go-to is like, like I do, I do that. And part of when I get clear and come to my center is to be that voice that says, You are not any less whole or sacred. Your work is so valuable. Doing the care of knowing yourself, showing up, being in tenderness, taking care of your little, eating good food, honoring your needs, giving that voice is the way to healing the planet. They are not separate. And keeping the eyes open and saying, like, if you are upset by the war of the worlds, then maybe you want to decide to get conscious about what you're doing in your fucking life yeah like that's that's where it's like i can get fucking yeah. fierce about it and not need to like stop the thing about me because that's it like if the, like that that's what that is like if you look around and go oh it's so sad i wish i could do something my answer is you can and if you want to do something your job is to be here if you want to learn how to be here that's a fucking full-time job because we have been coaxed out of our skills and cultures that taught us how to do that and spiritually as an evolution there are many lineages that talk about cycles in which we come into um, and that we are collectively in an age right now that is an awakening time that none of us are are, are wrong in this time for being heartbroken by war and for being um, longing to know our own soul song to have these massive heart-wrenching you know hair loss worthy um pains in our life and at the same time to like really just want to have great sex and like know that we're liked and that we and and belong and are loved and that that that's what we're holding right now is that is the vision and and that what we're being asked to do what i believe we're being asked to do like deep 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 in my being is to keep our eyes open and to see to see far to see the ripples because what happens when we can really see those ripples is we can see the impact of our own radiance you know like I can see that in a way that's real and trustworthy that can empower me to continue to like this in this lifetime Ms. Amani has that. It's like may all may all beings know joy in this lifetime. Like may our water, which is not precious because it's rare. It's precious because it's abundant, be healed and cared for every day and be clean and well everywhere we go. That that's, That is in a wholeness of all of those things together. That's like absolutely like in this, in this unity and, and which I just, and just staying in that place or just staying in that centered place and just saying like inviting like us right now and like us, you listening, like right now, the ripple, the anchoring of like breathing in, like breathing in for the water. And that like breathing in and like, like me, the prayer, my work of like my body taking responsibility for the earth that is my body and letting the waters of my body heal and really letting the waters of my body heal. And how I have to clean up the pollution of my own mind, have to clean up the toxic um, heartache or lies that I'm perpetuating in my own self. If I want these waters to be clean waters, and if I look at a polluted river and it reminds me that I want waters to be clean, then like, like anchoring in that, and then that deep voice, that deep, 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 deep brave voice that, that says like, what is your part, you know, like what is your part and, and the courage and the knowing and the understanding that, that, that it's the gift of tribe, that we have many gifts. And that part of my part is to have a podcast. And another person's part, you know, was uh, just just I'm thinking about someone that I know that is an insurance underwriter who uses underwriting factories as a way to take. She said, I can give people financial incentive to take better care of their factory workers, like on the inside, you know, conscious, connected on the inside. What is our culture? What is our world when every task that we do as a creative, generative uh, species and presence on the planet is coming from a place of how, how am I contributing in a way that is creating the world that I want.
1: So good. Thank you. Um, this piece of talking about porn is a whole other container that I want to have all the space that it wants.
0: Great like another time. Yeah. I feel the same way. Great. Like we tomorrow. Do <laughs> Let's talk again tomorrow. Uh, uh, g- great. And yeah. Great. Okay. We can. What I'll, what I'll just say that what I want to kind of come mm-hmm. back to is this kind of next piece, which is that pleasure, creativity, things that ease us in or awaken us being a blessing and a gift and the, and the desire to express ourselves, to be seen, to be witnessed, to see it and to have it turn us on, be it explicitly sexual or any other thing. And people talk about this, which is like, that like, oh my gosh, I think watching Whatever fill in the blank sport is like like that notion of like anything that you find to be erotic like turning you on and that in that way food of, porn food porn right like like love people love that, that. In the mainstream. that's right like food porn as like a thing of like that's an ending it's like oh yeah like what gets you going and, and, and to me the um, the sanctity of what it is to know that and and and, uh, and that the ability to get to know yourself through that. And to allow yourself to feel as good as that opportunity is inviting you to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that invitation of that. Like, th- that's that taking ourselves past the edges. Because a lot of the time, will something will make us a little bit sad, and then we'll let ourselves feel a little sad, and then clean it up. Mm-hmm. And that we'll do that with things that feel really good.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll excuse them that's like,
0: oh, yeah, that's good. And then we'll be like, okay, enough of that. And what is it to come into? Like this is our life, people. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. What else are we doing? Like this is the moment, like the preciousness of and we talked about this was that you know, the day that I was moving out of my house, leaving my marriage. And I was was so it was so hard for me to move those final objects. And I stopped and I practiced and I prayed. And I and I prayed until what came out of my mouth and my consciousness was this is such a precious day. Like this is the day I move out of this house from this like sacred, holy marriage that has like served me so well. Like, don't miss it. Like what a pressure. I'm, I'm just this is it. Like this is this. Like this is this precious, tender time. Like don't miss it. And so the invitation to be with it. To be with that precious experience of of experience and so when you see a delicious food or you see uh you know or you hear because visual is one way that people get um kind of turned on or feeling really alive but hearing music or um or nature sounds like whatever it is that that really kind of gets you into a space that feels alive what is it to breathe into that and and say this is that moment of preciousness like this is it and, and that practice of yes. And, and I, really invite, um, I really invite everyone listening to, to join the practice of saying out loud when something's happening that you're really enjoying, yes, I love this. Th- this right here, this, I'm into this. I love this. I welcome this. Thank, like th- This is happening to like name that and, and to bring your, your, your awareness into that. It's amazing what acknowledgement can do in terms of um, elbowing out some room space yeah
1: yeah what really comes up well a hundred things come up in this urgency feeling of like we've talked so much we have to stop now it's too good it's too much we're taking too much time we have to go see our friends and so that comes up (laughs) and what comes really up is the teaching around shame which I for me often comes up around a pain that shame is a blanket that covers the wound and we lift the blanket of shame and show someone what's underneath it to heal we heal in community that's how it happens and what you've taught me is that the wound underneath the blanket of shame can be a trauma that happened and it can be a pleasure and it can be a trauma around pleasure so that's what I'm hearing you describe is we announce that it's going on we lift the blanket of shame around it and we share our pleasure and I remember you telling me that a handful of years ago in the first time I came for um an intensive with you, a three-day intensive with the months of follow-up, a thing you offer that I've done multiple times. <laughs> it works for me very well. And I, the first one, on the first night, I remember you saying, okay, you, Leah Moon, have spent a few years using these tools to navigate grief and sadness and pain and anger and disappointment and grief and grief and grief and grief and now we're walking up to the threshold of pleasure and joy and happiness and expression and creativity and we're you're going to use the same tools like a lot of the tools the body-based tools of breathing meditation communication sharing expression art making community etc 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 that you've been using to navigate those things we're going to use them now on this journey of coming into pleasure so To say, I'm reminded that the teaching around shame is what you were just describing in some other words and in these same words. And so the practice of saying thank you and gratitude and acknowledgement of pleasure. So helpful.
0: (laughs) So helpful. And just to really echo, it's the same as when you're feeling sad. Like the power of going like, wow, I'm feeling really sad right now and taking three breaths and how effective that is for living a really spacious life where you get to be you. And what it is like, wow, I'm feeling so happy right now. This is like, the the emotion of happiness is happening, you know, Uh, yeah, to just just to be with that. Um, And I think it can also really help with helping us discern that we are having these experiences as opposed to being defined by them, that they're coming and going, and we can really observe them and sensorily observe them um feel them come through and then feel them go um and and have a sense of being a container Mm
1: -hmm.
0: being a witness to our own journey oh a loving kindness witness yeah so things
1: i'd like to talk about in the future that we've talked about before in the spiral and we'll keep talking about all the time is intimacy further practice mastery communication ownership and presence in our bodies and confusion around that with parent vibes and lover vibes and agreements and money and time etc and pornography I, those were 10 things I was counting <laughs> so that's in one breath T- like plus everything great yeah yeah and we did this major barter this weekend, and I want to look through the rest of the bags and share the abundance and prosperity
0: over yonder. Over yonder. Great. Uh, I just want to let people know the training ground is here for you. If you are a great ass here who came here on purpose. Did you say great ass? Yeah, Like I'm, I'm changing great ass killing it. No. A badass. It's working. It's working. It's working. They know because I've been working on it all summer. Uh, sh- shifting. Yeah, it's really happening, people. This is like a victory moment. This is really happening. It's crossing the threshold. From a badass killing it to a great-ass birth in it wow yes yes yes
1: yes,
0: yes, yes. 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 Have to see that practice yes. yes thank you for joining us with the great ass birth in it uh, if you are a great ass birth in this new world and want a space to be supported in your full fucking glow radiance banana pants sanity sanity and uh and, and want to really cultivate, I would really, really, really love to hear from you and, uh, and have you join us in Philadelphia, or the Bay Area, or Taos, New Mexico. And uh, I'm feeling really, just really, uh, oh, this, this, is, this is it. For
1: a year-long experiential in-person program. That's <laughs> what that is. There's other ways to work with Sophia in other places on the planet, including the ether waves. I just want to say. No, I, thank you, darling. And you can come party with us <laughs> in those three places in person this year.
0: Yeah. And it's for people who are already doing their work in the world in some way and want a space to train, 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 train up, train up, and get a space to be held and to hold and to and to master, 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 to deepen mastery. Uh, come on, Come on in and join us. I want to say this. ...about the world we are creating. The world that I see is one in which... ...when the beings awake from their slumber... ...whatever the time, whenever, whenever a child awakes... ...or a grandmother awakes... ...or uh, a parent... ...anybody, any, any human... A kitty cat, a bird wakes, the breath, present tense, Sophia, as we awake and we inhale and breathe in, the air that we breathe in is so pure and so clean and so full of life. And that the feeling that we're met with and the the presence that we're met with is just this, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm like really seeing it right now. I'm just gonna I'm like shifting really into my seat, which is this I was talking about we're looking with our third eye. That's what's happening to invite you to look and see that this air is clean and the the vibrations, the energy that's coming to greet all over the planet is this harmonic, glorious, steady rhythm that there is this, like, peace. That Terra, that Earth, that Gaia, that here, our planet sings this, her breath, is just this song of peace. That's what we're meant. That she's just singing her song of peace, that we awaken to that song and breath, and we sleep in that song and breath but that's that's where we are that's where we live that's where we sleep that's where we wake that's where we dream mm. love you all so much thank you so much come play with uh with leah and i if you want on instagram we hang out there a lot at with leah moon at sophia wise one and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you want to add lists of things that you want us to talk about? <laughs> just count some things off. You can send us a DM. Uh, DM me or, um, or make a post and tag me. I love you all very, 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 very much. I'm like having a very swooning moment around the weaving and the opportunity to to be with you on your journey and join you through whatever speaker is bringing me to you right now. May the technologies that have brought me from this outside blanket spot to with you right now may they may they be blessed and may all the tools we have know they can be and that they are tools of peace blessed be be well thank you so much for listening thank you so much and thank you sam thank you sophia Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episode will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at Sophia Wise One uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the biggest news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. (laughs) y'all know you need to hear that though you know if you don't know now you know if you don't know okay yo i'm so excited about vagina talks right now don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to don't pretend like you don't know you know